Hello, everybody. It's me, good comedian John Hastings from The Wrestler Review. Reminding <coughs> you to come support us on Patreon, because Dylan and I both had some financial strife this week, and um, we could really do with the extra money. Basically, we were getting free money from somewhere, and they figured out they didn't need to do that anymore. So now, it's up to you, Fox, to give us free money. Dylan, your thoughts? Ooh, baby. Yep, they closed down the comedy plant. They moved the comedy plant to China. China being the States. I'm losing a lot of the context of this right now. If you want to, look it up. Send a letter to SiriusXM uh, saying, This is mean. Play Dylan and John more. Our comedy isn't also, I did a show for a guy who listens to the show, and uh, there were children in the bar, I don't know if I mentioned this, and I don't think he realized that my stand-up wasn't what I do on this show, which was very funny. You could see once (laughs) things started having context, he was mystified. I had a few people show up to my Soho Theater run, I haven't talked about this, thank you very much for coming by the way, and it was amazing because I was able to visibly identify who was fans of the Wrestler Review. Because it was like, ooh, London people in iron slacks. That guy's wearing a Roman Reigns shirt. I'm going to go walk up to him and then say, shut up, you're fat. So the <laughs> to all the rest of the review fans punks. that came and saw that, thank you so much for supporting us live. And um, if you want to give something at Patreon, please do. And if you can't afford to do that, well, we only want moneyed listeners. No fucking cheapskates. <laughs> Also, my albums are available online for a thousand dollars each. <laughs> so if someone wants to, has anyone bought them yet? <laughs> no. Someone will. Nor will they ever. I want someone to. Someone's gonna do it. Of course I do. I want it. I want it so bad, John. I want to get one. Just someone. I wish like, I. Had, I was yeah, holding Graham bucks. K's phone <laughs> yesterday. I could have very easily done it. Oh man, that would have been good. <laughs> oh, he would have been angry. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, of course. I would have given him the money back, but he wouldn't have been able to get it back from Bandcamp. He would have spent like, yeah, he's put his, because what, what, what would be the fucking Bandcamp fee on like a thousand dollars? It'd be like 50 bucks of his just fucking gone. I would have had to give him 50 bucks. <laughs> 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 would have been worth it to see that man struggle. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of struggling, kind oh, of? Oh yeah, let's, a huge struggle is um, caring about the Quebecers' career. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, baby. No, it's not. It's so they're good. The, they're the starship uh, of wrestling, as in the band. As in there was Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship. That's very funny. That's so true. Starship. That's who they are. For those of you who don't know, Jacques Rougeau, Montreal legend? Jacques- I don't know that for sure, but I mean, people say that he sold some tickets there so he now good. uh he now teaches wrestling in the parking lot of a used car lot on saturdays i don't know if he still yeah. does that but he was doing that for quite some time and you could see him stood in the ring if you drove by on the highway and you the sadness was misting off of him yeah baby well he's one of those guys who like classic little town man goes to big city and is still like but i'm the biggest in manhassas and then they're like but this is new york but in manhassas People give me bread for free. And then he just talked himself into a hole, even though by some of the stories we're about to get into about this man, very nice. Like, very, as far as early 90s wrestler, this man may as well have been Gandhi. Absolutely, and Carl Ulay, or Ulet, as they say, but it's Ulay. Um, PCO, baby. What? PCO, he's wrestling in the indies now. He's 50 years old, and he does moonsaults and planches onto the apron for some reason. He's going to be in a wheelchair momentarily here's the thing with him um is he got caught up in the whole click thing and basically he thought he was over in his hometown and diesel kevin nash was like no i am more over and then they ruined this guy's career for years essentially he's just he's a he's a guy from quebec who thinks he's big in quebec and i got news for you he probably was bigger than diesel tells the story but diesel has a light or microphone so he gets away with it basically ha our story begins with Jacques Rougeau and Raymond Rougeau being the fabulous Rougeau brothers. They were wearing those weird long shorts at WrestleMania yes. 5 and horrific jackets. Yes. And they had the greatest theme song of all which time. Which was Dino Bravo just singing. We're all American boys. All American boys. American boys. I don't think that was it. We don't like the rock and roll. No, that was fabulous Rougeau's. That was never the Rougeau's theme song. Yes, it was. We like Barry Manilow instead. All American boys. all Because their whole thing was that they were smug Quebec people. Yeah, fr- smug French Canadians who were like, <laughs> we're more all American than Americans are. 
It was very good. It's not bad. Uh, and then variety of highlights of the Rougeau brothers. One of them bashed Diamond Dynamite Kid's head in with a lock, giving him uh, CTE and rage problems. And then... I mean, he had rage problems. Oh no! But now that. they were of a clinical level. Okay, that now you can now you had to feel sorry for him. Yeah, that type in the of same thing. way that like you are always a cuck weirdo, but then I shagged both your. Being a cuck is not uh, weird. Yeah, the way you do it. It's just a different thing. Some people like their eggs scrambled. Some like them over easy. I like it when someone else cooks my wife's yeah, eggs. Yeah, it's weird because it's not even that. Like you, but you're cucking always of life. Like you want someone else to just eat yeah. your dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be near the dinner while someone exactly. else eats it. And I go, oh, I'm so hungry oh, yeah, for this eat lasagna. It, eat it. You eat, eat it. Eat it like I don't matter. Eat it like I don't matter. <laughs> I'm not really here. I'm a naughty boy. Ooh. I'm gonna come on my own dinner. Do you still dinner. have that goatee that you posted on Instagram? Because you looked fucking awful in that photo. No, I looked really good, and also I have a mustache oh, now, so you have to no. respect me as a mustached also, man. Also, I'm gonna be in Toronto uh, at the beginning of March. Surprise! Uh, I'll see you there. The six dot. What? The six dot is what no, they call they don't. it now. You got off the airplane, and Drake is customs, and he goes, can you tell me I'm cool? And then he starts crying, and then you have to knock Drake out, and that's how you get in Toronto now. I'm fine with that. I'll totally knock Drake out. I think he's the most overrated rapper ever, and if he says I'm started from the bottom one more time, I'm going to fly everyone to Forest Hill and be like, this is where he started. You see this plush, leafy suburb in Toronto with beautiful vistas oh, and yeah. multi-million dollar houses? Let's go meet his parents. Here's the professor... And here's the doctor. I think I've said this before on the show, but they stopped a highway. Yeah. He's from... He's from. That, that's how much money people have in Forest Hill. They're going to have a highway through Forest Hill, through the center of Toronto, to try and connect everything. And the people of Forest Hill just basically were like, here's how much we pay in taxes. You're not modifying my lawn. Yeah. And also, by the way, <laughs> if they had done that, Toronto would be a way better city because of it, because it would actually have a connecting highway as opposed to... A trench that gets you nowhere near anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. Enough uh, Toronto municipal complaints. <laughs> Let's get into... So he was the Mountie? Uh, was Jacques, uh, Jacques Rougeau, Rougeau. After the Rougeau brothers broke up, he became the Mountie who uh, had a taser, which is very ironic because years later, the Mounties would be known for tasing a variety of people to death. Uh Notedly won the Intercontinental Championship title from Bret Hart when Bret Hart supposedly had the flu only to lose the title to Rowdy Roddy Piper so Rowdy Roddy Piper could uh, lose it back to Bret Hart. Um, after that, uh, Jacques Rougeau just stopping the Mountie for... This was the thing with the mid-90s is it was before the internet. So wrestlers would just stop doing things and there's no context given. Like, it's just, why is he no longer there? Fuck you. I like that. Also... If we can say this, uh, this comes because this actually does come into play with the Quebecers. Is that uh, Vince McMahon uh, was mad at the Mounties because the Mounties publicly said, "You stop doing this. Stop portraying us as villains." Uh, the Canadian Mounties did because Canada is a small town, and uh, Vince. That plays in later into the fact that um, the Quebecers in their theme song uh, have a line that says, "We're no Mounties," which is supposed to be a slam on the Mounties. So that's just the rare issue where both people are dumb. And First wrong. of all, Vince McMahon absolutely correctly predicted the amount and level of corruption of the RCMP in the late 90s and early 2000s with the characters of the Mounties. Like, they have had so many problems with just like, hey, um, did you guys invest all the, investigate all those murders in uh, Thunder Bay? No. Uh, isn't that your job? Yeah, fuck you. I'm having coffee. Uh, yeah, okay. exactly. Hey, um, why none of these casinos in Windsor pay any federal tax? Aren't you guys supposed to be monitoring that? No, that, like that's your job description. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't like like fuck you. I guess I don't like. It's hard. Here's the deal: we only get off our asses for white people being yeah, murdered. Yeah, how about anything else? That's a sit down. Judge Mathis is on, and I know. Every episode. Let me ask you this question, Doctor Questions. If my balls are on my on your chin, what's in your mouth? Like, uh, <laughs> I like that. That's the leader of the Mounties, Wayne yeah, Gretzky. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, something that's really fun, by the way, is if you just watch Wayne Gretzky trying to explain his conservative politics. 
Because you like that guy doesn't look like he has head injuries, and then he actually has to talk about anything that isn't youth hockey, and then it's just like, oh, there it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look up a picture of Wayne Gretzky right now and notice the helmet he's wearing is essentially an egg carton with a strap. Yeah. Like, there is no protection. Uh, but w- very important to say, uh, because this plays into our Patreon episode, but baby, guess who worked in WWC? Carl U- PCO, baby. Ule. Also, by the way, when Carl Ule came back as the pirate and had the eye patch, did you think he actually lost an eye? Because I, for some reason, thought he lost an eye in Puerto Rico, but I think I made that up because there's no evidence of that, and he didn't. They probably said he's like, oh, he went away and he lost an eye. They probably just mentioned that on TV when we were why like, do, okay, yeah. Dylan, why do I remember that and I legitimately don't know how to file American taxes? I cannot figure it out. <laughs> because that's way easier and more fun. I'm paying so much money to a guy to do something that I should in reasonable fashion be able to do. yeah. And yet I'm pretty sure I remember Doc Hendricks w- once going, whoa, he lost it to Puerto Rico. I don't know why, because they steal everything. I added a part of that. No, but I like that. Of course that. you do, because you're a racist, which makes you hot. Nope. You know what? You say some things, I say realist, bro. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's what they say. That's what they probably say. So he uh, he's working the WWC. Of course, uh, Ouellette leaves WWC over some uh, non-payments, which he was fucking terrified, of course, of course to ask them for. Of because course he was. Sometimes, because they'll stab you and then say your mom did it, and Puerto Rico will be like, extra dead his mom. She stabbed him. This is the crazy... So, that's the craziest thing about Puerto Rico. It's the only place where it's like, oh, you'll hear, oh, careful, they stabbed a guy. Did they? And then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the judge rules, this totally happened, but also sub ruling. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Click, click. The judgment is thug life forever. What? <laughs> Talk shit, get banged. That's my judgment. Welcome to uh, the official court of Puerto Rico, World Star Hip Hop. It's not even snitches get stitches. It's just you'll get stitches. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Jock basically sees Ulet wrestling and describes him as a 300-pound rubber ball. And essentially, it's like Jock will do the promos. Carl will jump around the fucking ring. It's a classic tag team. One old guy knows it's what he's doing. It's not the classic tag team. It's the classic WWF tag team. One guy talks. Oh, one sorry, guy yes. does all the moves. Other guy comes in, throws three punches, and you're out. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah, okay, sorry about that. Sorry for that fucking mistake that wasn't yeah. a mistake. But they apparently, uh, the name was supposed to be the Take Canucks the cum out of your ears. How about that? Take the cum out of your ears. That was something I recently heard no, yelled on I the like LA Metro, and it was so good. <laughs> Dylan, you got to come visit LA for no other reason than we'll ride the subway, and you'll have the best time. Uh, for example, there was a guy screaming, you may have seen an N-word before, but now you see a real ass N-word. Do I get off at Hollywood and Highland for the Trader Joe's? <laughs> I like saying intimidating things and then asking questions. Oh, it was amazing. He was wearing camo, and he kept just lifting his shirt because he clearly used to have abs, but he's had a hard time. Oh, he's been he's the big boss man. That's right. He's the, he's the Dylan God of the Metro. Yeah, just walk around in a cop outfit telling people that you, you've gone on a hard yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. He was wearing a cutout. Yeah, except your version of cop outfit is just a cropped top, Captain Marvel belly top, and a badge that you made. A, no, yeah, it's a gay it's a gay porn cop outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes. I'm here to blow the crime open. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I dress like what uh, people from the southern United States think uh, police look like in gay porn. Yeah, just a cock. That's how I regularly dress. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's the it's a cop hat on a on a naked. Yeah, thing. that's just, it. That's what I do. Yeah, weirdly in in the south they think gay porn is is black people. Yeah, I mean they just lump all the things they hate into one. I guess I don't know why it's just the south. The south gets a lot of uh bad thingy wingies people saying shit this but was, also the, i mean people are racist pointed out to me right? recently which was so funny which is someone was like ah oh, that's doing the voice like the someone was on stage was doing the voice of like a southerner being like apoplectically stupid and someone pointed out he was like yeah it's good we invented five types of poetry jazz and all american cuisine the northern states invented uh grid streets and the assembly line. That's it. And it was like, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you took them down, actually. Good point. Fair point. Very good. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, they just catch a lot. It's, it's, I mean, all right, we're going to say this and then we'll talk about wrestling, but it's the whole thing of like the winners write the history, right? Yeah. And I'm the winner. Part of, part of like the whole like Confederate flag thing, I honestly think was just people being like, hey, fuck you. Like we had a thing too, but then it's obviously inherently racist, which is Yeah, well, that's the, well, because the, it's also, this is the thing is it's not even, and this is the best part of the argument is it's, it's not the Confederate, the flag of the Confederate states. It's the Confederate battle flag. It's the flag of we're here to fight for our rights. And one of those rights is those people aren't people. They're chairs. <laughs> I will fight for this craft dinner. Because I own it. Because it's not a person like the black. Trying to take the cigarettes out of my kid's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> All right. Speaking of cigarettes Stop and kids' that. mouths, let's talk about these French people from Canada. Now... There we go. You know what, though? I think if everyone could just unite together and really just go to the rural Quebec, it would end this northern-southern rivalry in America. Because they would just hate them. I agree. I don't like it, though. Uh... (laughs) So Jacques and Pierre were dressed in red and black uniforms, which are basically a continuation of the Mountie. Um, Because, like I said, they got a bunch of complaints from the actual Mounties in... Uh, Canada, where I live. And this was basically another shitty Vince McMahon parody of some legal troubles he had with the Mountie. Yeah, Vince McMahon does not know how to settle scores at all. I know. We'll make a song. Like, what the fuck are you doing? No, don't do that, you stupid idiot. It is the passive-aggressive... Like, Vince McMahon... Vince McMahon making like a lower mid card character that always loses after a lawsuit has been settled is the pro wrestling version of a passive aggressive Facebook post after you've broken up with someone. Vince McMahon's created his own world, so he has this weird thing where he he deems that he's had, but he actually has not had the final word on a subject because the other person hadn't been discussing that subject for ten years. He just walked in the room and just went, "I win." Like it's the weirdest. <laughs> like if Vince McMahon was a less ambitious person, he would just be a guy who broke up with a girl uh posting a Facebook post that was like, "Uh so last night I ran into a but okay, wait, let's just call her loser." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Safe That's to a, say someone's Vince, got Vince McMahon bad. essentially has created a f- a a billion dollar enterprise out of a Facebook uh out of a Facebook story where he keeps talking about guys, I had one of those days. Do you know what they're like? It's like someone's fucking you in the ass, which is what happened to Tiffany. No, that's I'm not gonna say your name right now. Like that's what that's what <laughs> that's what wrestling is. Essentially, the WWE is take that, Dad. That's what it is. <laughs> I like this. Carl Ouellette was was renamed Pierre Ouellette uh, because they thought Pierre was Frencher, and they couldn't think of a French version of Carl. Like I like how everyone. Like, it's so weird that Renee Paquette is Renee Young. It's just so... in. Like, if her... She, she was like, I want to keep my last name. And Vince would have been like, all right, cool. You're in a beret every week, and you literally have a mouthful of cigarettes that you are smoking all times. Do you want to get Young or Paquette? Because those are yeah. your options. Because one's funny, because you're not that anymore, because you're not 18. Cry. Cry <laughs> for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> cry cry fucking cry. you know by the way the minute dean ambrose is out of the wwe i assume the ne- the following monday renee young will join a new vince mcmahon idea called you're covered in my actual shit club and that takes an hour that segment will be yeah, yeah. one hour long of her being just covered in his actual human shit he saves in a room in his house <laughs> she'll have a no but legit she'll have an on-screen boyfriend or some bullshit like two weeks later and he'll just like try and make them always Talk about their ankles alone in a hotel Oh, it's going to be Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon is going to be dating Renee Young on WD. If this was the Attitude Era, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. It would have, like, he would have, he would have wrestling fucked her six times yeah. already. I want to watch you piss. Because <laughs> he doesn't understand the difference between, like, getting someone back a bit for something, which was scummy, and just, like, sexual harassment that's televised <laughs> remember Vince McMahon's idea of revenge is lie to your dad on a deathbed and do what you want anyway oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's good stuff. oh yeah 
That is good, Tasty. good stuff. All right, let's talk more about the Quebecers because we're 21 minutes in and mostly we've just been making each other laugh and not educating them about, I would say, arguably the best tag team of 1994. Go ahead, Dylan. So, Pierre was actually uh, Pat Patterson's f- real first name, Wrong. which is obviously why they no, picked it's, that. It's no, Patricia. Gene Oakland told me before he died. That's good stuff. Get it? Because it's filled stuff. with hate, that joke. Welcome to heaven, everyone. I've gotten up here through much maligned. Welcome, everyone, to what I've <laughs> convinced a lot of people is heaven, but in exactly 1,000 years, the fun will start. I always worked for the devil on Earth, and now I'm... I'm his prodigy. I'm his avatar on another plane. <laughs> I feel so at home yes. in here. It's so fiery. I love the heat. I love the fact that someone fucked me with a chainsaw dick. They thought they knew what pain <laughs> was. <laughs> 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 Some of you think heaven is hell, and vice versa. You are incorrect. I've been preparing for my time in hell my entire life. I used to drink a cup of music, mucus just so I got to know the taste. I thought I'd be good friends with Hitler, but I started talking and I apparently creeped him out. Oddly, EDMN referred to me as a bad, bad boy. <laughs> um, we should make a, a, a movie where Mean Gene Okerlund is Freddy Krueger and he haunts people. Yeah, but, it would be, yeah, but that movie would be, it wouldn't get made because the first 45 minutes would just be like, why is this man from Minnesota wearing a woman's tits as a hat? Oh, th- <laughs> that's just when he, things get crazy the last 45. Like, it would be hostile times a million. Like, it wouldn't. It would be, yeah. Mean, maybe Mean Gene is the dude from Saw. Yeah, no, Mean Gene, mean Gene Ogreland is the dude from Saw, but without any lesson. <laughs> yeah, he just makes uh, moves, The baby. only thing I'm trying to teach you is that you make me hard when you bleed. <laughs> so Jacques did all the promos for the Quebecers. He did French and English, and the rationale was uh, apparently that if they spoke French, they would get heat, which was for sure true. 100%. French 100%. Bad. The only thing... Wrestling fans hate more than Canadians. Is the there French. was an interesting thing? Go. The early two thousands there was a discussion of like, oh, the world hates the French now because they're not going to the world in the rack. And I remember being like, no, no, like, because it's mostly because of wrestling. It's like you know how you knew the bad, like who the bad guy was is if he was near or was French. You're like, well, this guy's gotta be bad. Like it was just the cri- like it's just like no French person's good. We're um, even though. In American history, it's like you wouldn't be a country without France. France literally is the reason why the American Revolution worked. It's the best thing in the entire world. That they're, they're like, thanks for all the help, you dirty, snooty fucks. And they're like, we gave you all these guns and blockaded the Navy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, that's totally it. That's been mentioned tons of times. But yeah, the Eiffel Tower was a fucking, or Eiffel Tower, sorry. The Eiffel that Tower? That was a gift, gift from Duh, France. That's not America, Dylan, you fucking idiot. No, it what is. What is it? <laughs> Yeah, they just moved it. They sold Get it. Get out of here. So What town? Who was their manager, John? Oh, their manager was Scotty Polo. One of them fucking... We- it's Raven. It's the oddest thing in the entire world. Johnny Polo, oh, idiot. Oh, sorry. Nice. I got Scotty Flamingo Scott, and Johnny Scott Polo Levy, confused. Johnny Polo. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, for those of you who don't know... It's crazy. How crazy is it that... Ra- he was Raven. Like you watch this and you're like, the next year, this will be like if Jim Cornette became Taz. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like insane. He fucking, I'll suplex you, you fucking yeah. bitch. Listen up, you fucking cut. I'm gonna put you in the Kaza Hajime. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in the Kata. Fuck that. I'm gonna choke you, <laughs> and then I'm gonna come get my wife. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and then I'm going to I'm going to put a cut in a fucking triangle lock, which I don't know what that is, because Dusty never <laughs> did it. You could. <laughs> I got three moves. Headlock, choke, fuck you. <laughs> oh, shit. That should be a fucking t-shirt right there, if anything should be. I've got three moves. <laughs> Headlock, choke, Also, Hardcore Holly and Jim Cornette are the same, uh, fused into the same impression. What was that? Who has uh, Hardcore Holly and Jim Cornette. <laughs> but these are se- they're essentially the same because... <laughs> you fucking cunt. I win. <laughs> Fuck you. Hardcore Harley is just a lower register Jim. Jim Cornette is, you fucking cunt. And then uh, Hardcore Holly's Fuck you. <laughs> That's all it is. So, but sadly, the Quebecers were not taken seriously of course not. to have Jim Of course Cornette, not. Of course. They had Johnny Polo, who was just like, he's with the French guys. Why? Fuck. Uh, Fuck know, man. you. Like, that's when... People don't realize that the reason why managers work and why they don't is like you need to like have them make sense 
being with that wrestler. Absolutely, or tag it's team. in the same. Like you can have. It's the like, same thing with yeah. tag teams. Should have the same trunks. They should have a uniform. They're uh, they're not. They yeah. are one. For lack of a better wanky term, they are one character played by two people. I like that, and then just be physically different enough that you don't that you notice them. Absolutely, you know what I mean? it's. I I kind of like to be honest. I like the New Age Outlaws type thing because it's like they wear the same colors, but they have different trunks. Like you need a unifying. Yeah, because you're you a, need team. a new unifying. You theme need like along what you're doing. Exactly. Also, essentially, by the way, the New Age Outlaws was Billy Gunn managed by the Road Dog Jesse James, who did four moves a match and then just did pills. Can I have some pills? I'm going to do them. <laughs> exactly. Great, great, great stuff. Um, so they debut against, uh, oh, sorry, they do, I won't even, uh, Rich Myers and Tony Webb. Man, jobber names Man, got Wow, boring. I wonder who won that match. Uh, in this corner, the Quebecers. Rich in Myers. the corner, two guys that teach gym. Yeah, exactly. Two guys with their nipples exposed, even though they're wearing singlets, because who gives a shit, yeah, right, guys? Fuck you and fuck you. I would love it if there was just, like, reoccurring... I mean, maybe AEW will do this, but it would put too much shine on the people losing. But if it was just, like, ladies and gentlemen, come into the ring, the Road Warriors, and already in the ring... Two guys that got laid off today. <laughs> They're just so, how am I going to support my family? Broken I don't now. know what's going to happen <laughs> with AEW, but I pray to God that we get to see a return of the Quebecers. One guy's on the phone just trying to get another job, <laughs> and the other guy's just eating cold cuts. And he's so drunk in the corner, and he just gets beat I'm up. I'm looking for a pan. I want to make this fucking sandwich a burger. <laughs> the divorced man. <laughs> The Dylan guy. Yeah, maybe if I do this with my shirt off, uh, some young chicks will like me. Ow, my face. We could be start wrestling as the divorce guys. I think we should yeah. really do that. Of course we could. I'll be the sad one, and you're the guy who thinks he can get back in shape to date twenty year olds. And the only never about the opponents. You just grab the mic and say, "Where we're going after this, I ladies?" Just keep asking about core, <laughs> hey, buddy, buddy. What do you do for your core? <laughs> and then I start reading poetry about yeah, yeah. my ex wife. It'll be a very. You're big in some thing. real trouble because guess what? I'm taking a lot of probiotics. <laughs> Or what the fuck did they always try and sell on... Uh, Ico on Pro? Something to wrestle with. The No, the uh, Ageless Male Max. What the fuck is that? There's All right, so now I did, a, I did a tweeter about this, but when you used to listen to podcasts, the ads would be like, hey, do you like, do you like pants? Do you, like, do you want some pants? Do you know what? We can get you pants that are fitted just for you. We'll have a stylist look at your face, figure out according to your eye color and whatever else, what looks bit And now podcasts are like, hey, you're an old piece of shit. You have kids. Do you want to get a hard cock? A hard cock your wife won't oh, it's, touch. It's even further, which is... Um, <laughs> You'll jack off three days a day, three hours a day again, and your wife will be like, can you just look after our son? It used to be, it used to be like, sending your wife flowers, and now it's like, your dick's not hard. You're bad. Yeah. You're not a man unless you fuck your wife, even though she's tired from work. <laughs> like, that's the thing I don't get. Like, what? Since when did people assume that your long-term spouse, male or female, wants to have sex with you? They've done that already. Now is the time you watch a TV show that both of you kind of like because you don't want to watch the thing that the one really likes and the other hates. So you just end up watching like hours of Marie Kondo because it just wilts away yeah. the time. Ooh, Criminal Minds? That's something that won't let us discuss that we should break up. Put it on. <laughs> um, all right. So this is what this is what we dream. This is what we dream for. All right. This is what we dream for. We're gonna do this story and then we're gonna move on to a break because this is probably gonna turn this episode into being two and a half fucking hours. But um, people didn't like Jock because you know big city, ba big city, big fish, small uh, small pond, and he still thinks he's a big fish. And Pierre is doing whatever. Like Pierre is doing whatever. Like he's new in the company, but he's like absorbing. You know what I mean? You're hanging out with the loser. No, but there's also there's another factor. They were pushed crazy hard when they came. Like when they came in, they were literally here are the belts, and they were just you couldn't fucking beat them. They got beaten by Sean Waltman and Marty Jannetty, and then the next week they beat the shit out of them. Like I remember watching the match. It was one of the first times they showed a Monday Night Raw match on Superstars, and I was like nine or ten, and the match was brutal they beat the fuck out of a drug addict and a thinner drug addict like i think a lot of that heat which they don't <laughs> talk about is 
The Quebecers for a second were getting pushed hardcore. No, but like, so, but they, one of their first matches in, they had a Quebec rules match against the Steiners and they won the titles via DQ. Now, that feud was going on in front because the Steiners did not want to lose to the Quebecers by pin. But behind the scenes, um, Jacques Rougeau, and keep in mind Jacques Rougeau was not liked in the locker room and the Steiners were, intervened on one of their ribs. And the rib was that they had duct tape Dink, Doink's partner, to a pole backstage and they were throwing I mean, food at him. There's nothing about that I can't fucking like. Or do, there's nothing about that I like. But at the same time, wow, surprising. The Steiner brothers did that? I'm, I'm so glad I'm sat down. No, this interaction says everything. Is that Jacques Rougeau, uh, <laughs> Jacques Rougeau said, hey, don't do that. Just because he's small doesn't mean he's, he's not a human being. And then Scott Steiner said, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Why can't I fucking beat up this little bitch? Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, let me tell How about let me this? Tell you five plus five equals ten equals bitches on people. He's a kid. This is what I do to my kids. <laughs> I thought it was one of tiny fucking kids. I didn't realize he was a man. I should fuck yeah, him. Fuck you. Now it's lapsing into... <laughs> it's just cornet. Um, so... But Carl Roulette found it really funny, which is uh, great. And apparently they had heat with the Steiners because uh, when Scott said, what are you going to do about it? Uh, Jacques whipped an apple out of his head. And Scott was like, you almost hit me with that very dangerous apple. You um, you know I'm on a carnivore diet, you motherfucker. <laughs> so the Steiners uh, slashed Ludwig Borg's tires and blamed I it mean, on Jacques. This is so crazy. Oh, Ludwig, noted racist Ludwig Borga. Um, so far, everyone involved in the story. Nazi tattoo. Nazi tattoo on his uh, thigh. You can yeah. look that up. Nazi tattoo. Here's the thing thigh. with it. Is so far, I'm like, everyone involved in the story, I'm like, well, I'm on the Quebecer side. Thus far, it's, it's going strength to strength for the old Quebecer stuff so far. Yeah, I mean... What the fuck else are you going to say? You know what I mean? Like, like, of course you're on the Quebecer side. They fucking, <laughs> they intervened against some Nazis. Oh, uh, what a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do? But anyway, um, let's let's take a break and then we'll talk about in depth their run and how they ended up in WCW, blah, blah, blah. I mean, okay. right there, by the way, when I found out they ended up in WCW, that was the biggest revelation of my life. I had no idea. Man. So many people. WCW. Like no wonder they went. No wonder beats. they went out of business. Their roster was basically ninety people that used to work for the WWF that just didn't work. Well, this is what I'm saying: is nothing beats WCW. TNA might, but WCW for just like instead of having someone in for a one-off, they would be like, let's sign him to a three-year deal. We need him to boost this one house show in Montreal. It's the best. It's the best. All right, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be right back with more on the Quebecers. Mm, Dylan Gott uses the N-word. We need money for lawyers. Donate to Patreon. Minimum donation, $5. Maximum donation, suck job. All right, so go on. The uh, the Quebecers, they threw a bunch of fruit at the Steiner brothers, and the Steiner brothers got upset because they were on Atkins and went to WCW, and then the Steiners. <laughs> and the Quebecers just had an unprecedented run of being the tag team champions. They beat Marty Jannetty a lot. They beat a lot of jobbers on Monday Night Raw. They just won a lot of matches with one of the weirdest finishing movers ever, which is they would hold hands and one of them would get th would be thrown onto an opponent. Yeah, Carl would uh, hurdle himself. Uh, he would basically do a flip senton with Jock's help onto an opponent, and they had all these double team moves that they wanted to debut because they wanted to be over strong, and they were never allowed to. Basically, winning a lot of matches by DQ, um, and they always wanted decisive victories but as our beautiful researcher christopher hobson points out this is exactly how you book weasley heels like has a french guy ever been in the history of wrestling portrayed as this is a strong man Once, he's always one, like one guy one guy named andre the giant one guy named andre the giant was portrayed as a strong man what about this guy which john John Paul Levesque. Nobody's French. That's a French enough name. No, it's probably not. Though it's probably like Creole. Ugh. <laughs> 
if you have any people in New Orleans, let me see them titties. That's you know what he what says I mean? every time he goes in there, and then he sees his grandma's tits. Do you think that that's what Triple H's family's like? They're always just showing each other's tits, and they're just absolutely not getting laid all the time. And then Triple H is like, "How come this isn't about Conan the Barbarian?" <laughs> I was I watched the Triple H documentary, and his parents are the most boring people. But you can see like. For sure. Oh, they're, they're very boring, but you know that one of them grabbed him by the face at four and went, don't you fucking fail. They just went, are you enjoying your dinner? And he was like, yes, I am, mom. And then his dad was like, you're not a man. And then his mom went, your dad's right. You're not a man. And then he just worked out until <laughs> he was his own dad. <laughs> I'm my own dad <laughs> now. And my <laughs> mommy. I made me in my body. I'm me. When tri- Triple, H- Triple H just convinced his dad as a big dick because his dad showed Triple H his dick when he was four and he's like, this is what I bring to the table and then never showed him his dick again. <laughs> this is what a man's dick looks yeah. like. You see it? <laughs> Bark at it like a dog. That's the meat. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Apparently, they were supposed to drop the titles to Men on a Mission, uh, but then, obviously, Mo got caught smoking weed, which sounds crazy to say out of loud. Of course. Rob Van Dam and Mo from Men on a Mission both missed out on title runs because they like uh, doobies. They're, uh, of course, feuding with the Head Shrinkers, which also another thing that sounds fucking awful to say out loud in 2019. Essentially, it was fucking uh, head shrinkers. It was uh, stereotype versus actual racism in that. Do you think that in Australia they have small-minded characters about the indigenous people here? Uh, no, they just do it about the indig- uh, indigenous people there. How would we? Would anyone know where the country of Samoa is or have any negative connotations? towards that country if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. Like, Vince McMahon is waging a one-man war against Samoan culture to just degrade What's even crazy is, like, they're not... Yeah, because they wouldn't even be the indigenous people of Australia or New Zealand. They're just the indigenous people of Samoa. Like, the aborigin... The Crazy. Aboriginal people in Australia are different than... It would, be, it would be like if in Australian comedy or in Australian wrestling they had a comedic, dumb character based off the Basque people. Like, Insane. it... it it's, it's the stuff. weirdest thing. But of course, welcome to fucking Vince McMahon wrestling. Yeah. We're going to get into the fun stuff here because Jacques Rougeau retires at the Montreal Forum in 1994. Uh, it was a, sell- a sellout crowd. And this is a, where we get real fun because this is where Pierre Carl Roulette claims to have been booked to go over Bob Backlund and win the WWF heavyweight title. He would not only hold this for a few days before dropping it he goes on to say this is a shoot interview that it was agreed to uh it, it this was agreed to to the level that Jacques had worked out a deal to hire the olympic stadium which is like a 60 seat 60,000 seat stadium in montreal uh with vince only pulling out once Jacques rang to confirm the date Vince explaining that he'd just lost Macho Man Randy Savage and no longer felt he had the star power on the roster to sell out the main event. Now, a PCO, Pierre Carl Ouellette, is pretty fucking uh, nuts about this kind of shit. Like, he genuinely believes that he sold out a 40,000-seat stadium in Quebec. I stand with him. Wrestling Edge very early in I stand career. with him he's right it's like I wish that like Molly Holly would have a shoot interview was like and that's when I sold out Wrestlemania 17 <laughs> <laughs> just me old Molly I'll never forget when I put on the cape and then that was just sellouts from now on <laughs> People trace the Attitude Era back to Austin, Rock, but who they don't think of? The Oddities. And that's how I changed wrestling. I'm Kurgan. (laughs) Who's Kurgan? You're Kurgan or I'm Kurgan? We're both. You know what? We're all Kurgan. We're all Kurgan. Everybody remember, we're all Kurgan now. I really hope that Kurgan, for those of you who don't know, is from Canada, and there's a really scummy bar called The Dome in Halifax, and I hope Kurgan's just there every weekend fucking crushing fucking ass. (laughs) Of course he is. And by that I mean he's literally you know, just punching I, uh, women in their butts. Choke slim the rock once. Do you want to get fingered? <laughs> Aren't you forty six? Nah, I finger still. I don't fuck. You can't get you can't that's get HPV on your finger. That's all I'm fucking saying. <laughs> uh, I'll give you HPV. Hand put in vagina. The in part isn't. Who wants to suck? My finger. <laughs> I could see him saying that, but he's very even hand. He even so he'd be like, "Who wants to suck my finger?" Which is almost yeah, it's more way scarier because the, the way I'm saying on? it is, Who there's very finger? much an idea that um, that 
it's like a threat you have to do it saying it relaxed is like people have said yes and they're gonna say yes again <laughs> so uh this is all mired in who knows as you said um this is widely accused basically of just being a lie they did have a carl ouellette uh match to draw some big house shows uh for the company for sure um but whatever the truth is Jacques Rougeau took exception to his idea being mixed and instead brought WCW talent over to Montreal with his own money in 1997 and where he got a controversial pinfall win over Hulk Hogan, which we'll discuss further. Whatever the reality, Jacques retired, uh, albeit temporarily. Oulette was repackaged as Jean-Pierre Lafayette. This is where he had the fucking... Yeah, this is where he was a pirate and had another match with Diesel where he claimed he should go over and be the face and diesel fucking sandbagged him in the ring and attempted to end his career forever with the wwe shane douglas claims that yeah the baby click discussed starving them i want to believe everything shane douglas says but he all he does is pills all he fucking does is pills that being said he did refuse to put over Kevin Nash at a house show in Montreal which is like in oh, no, 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 like, no, no, dude you're I, a pir- you're a pirate on superstars just lose to Kevin Nash in a back and forth match. I, I'm I'm sort of with Kevin Nash, by the way. Like I'm like, no, I think he was right. Yeah, of course. And you have no, I don't know, man. What if Ty Dillinger was like, I'm not losing to Roman Reigns in where the fuck is Ty Dillinger from? Brampton or some shit? Um, this is Brampton, and I am not losing to Roman Reigns. They'd be like, you're fired so hard, <laughs> like no cause. What the fuck are you talking about? You're Ty Dillinger. Last week you lost to our truth, and our truth wasn't even in the ring. <laughs> he just used his magic. Like, yeah, but this is Brampton. I'm the big man in He's Brampton. He's a big boy. No talking. So basically, what happens is it's kind of like Jacques Rougeau is hanging out, and uh, he catches a lot of heat for refusing to do weird jobs. And uh, then PCO's kind of catching a bit of the slack, and everyone's like, maybe this guy's all right. And they give him the pirate character. He's doing all right, you know, this pirate character. He's kind of a burly guy, can move a bit. And then they're like, oh, no, wait, he's a lot like Jock, and they fire them both. (laughs) They go to WCW as? Oh, this is interesting. They go as um, the little French boys who don't go to Iraq. Almost. The amazing French Canadians. Which I think is a great name, because it kind of draws on... The I the kind of the energy behind the fabulous Rougeau brothers and obviously their fucking current shit and I think it's it's good. Uh, Ouellette, by the way, said that um, uh, he would eventually get a win over Hulk Hogan. He got a controversial win in Hulk Hogan because he basically organized a show with. Just Did he w- actually w- get a fucking w- win over Hulk? Hogan? I thought he didn't. He didn't actually get the win. He just kept saying he was gonna get that. Okay, so here we go. Um, let's let's dive into this. In 1997, an event was put on. It was now the Bell Center. This event was funded by Jacques Rougeau under the auspices of bringing a big company to Montreal and bolting his retirement fund. Rougeau says that Hogan said he was going to put him over. He laughed because he didn't believe him. Wrestlers have repeated the rumor that Jacques paid Hogan $10,000 to do the job. Hogan himself said, uh, sorry, Hogan has, has said himself in an interview that he put him over because he was a great man and a great wrestler. Paul White was due to put Carl Ouellette over uh, that night, but also refused. For sure he did. The situation caused heat between Ouellette, Rougeau, in the office, and Bischoff did not want Hogan to do the job. For sure he didn't. Hogan himself suggested maybe partly uh, have been done as a power move to show Bischoff uh, he could do what he wanted. I love the fucking Quebecer so much. I love that they just are like, fuck you, lower mid-card guys, but they won't lose in front of their mommies. Yeah, they're great. Because <laughs> their mom just like believes wrestling's real or some shit. But they did have some fun stuff. They had a they had a short feud with um, the Harlem Heat. They were managed by Colonel Robert Parker, and they had of course some old. They lost to the Steiner Brothers at the Clash of the Champions in January first, nineteen ninety seven, and uh, they participate. They were the team that were wrestling Arn Anderson in his last wrestling match, uh, losing to Arn and Mongo McMichael. So they had like a little bit of a run in WCW. Of course, they were kicked out for, uh, hey, I want to beat your world champion in front of my friends. But they turned, they um, returned to the WWF, making the return in the early part of 1998. Uh, the mounting uniforms were, of course, gone because this is the fucking attitude era, baby. But they were only used spor- sporadically, like kind of like 
They're kind of lo- used like uh, like f- fucking 3MB was, but just like no comedy. They're just like there to lose. Yeah, there was. It was one of those. It was probably like a weird because 1997. That is WCW is beating the shit out of Vince McMahon. So that is literally like we gotta get we gotta get a win over them. Who can we sign for 20 bucks? And then like Jacques and and Carl Lule are like 20 bucks, <laughs> eh? Uh, as long as we get to do a uh, match in Montreal in a Legion uh, where I, I I for real stab Amen Johnson in the leg. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a deal we can make. But this is why it must have been wicked to be a wrestler in the late 90s is because both of these guys have done big dick moves to champions in organizations. Jacques did two big dick moves. 1995 and won't job to or like or sorry, Pierre won't job to uh, Diesel in 95 and Jacques wants to go over Hogan in 97 both these guys, big dick, both organizations, and they still jump around like they're in 98 and they're in the WWF. They then come back to WCW as a part of uh, Landstorm's Team Canada. Like, even if you're a complete piece of shit, they're like, oh, we need somebody. Uh, the fucking Quebecers. Get yeah. the fuck in there. <laughs> like, they float around the indies, and right now, PCO is signed to Ring of Honor because he's fucking nuts. And if you want to see some crazy shit, watch PCO versus Walter. I think that was at Joey Janela's uh, spring break. Is like it's just basically Walter, who's now in uh, WWE, uh, beating up an old man, and the old man pretending it doesn't hurt, even though he's bleeding from places you don't bleed, like your chest and your stomach. I love it. I love that he's still wrestling. He's the new Gypsy Joe. He's Gypsy Joe plus he doesn't. He actually has a house and doesn't just sleep stood up in wherever he's wrestling the next day. Oh man. We gotta we gotta mention this though because we got called out on Twitter. A hundred percent, Gypsy Joe has been dead since 2016. We were very wrong last week. <laughs> He's in his th- clean third year of being dead. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it. You know what? I think he's just transferred into Carl Ouellette's body because Buddhism is real. Hey, how about nice. this? Unless I see the body, Gypsy Joe is out there somewhere going, "Give me fifty bucks, or I'll put the cigarette in her nipple." Oh man. <laughs> I do love the idea, like, all those people when Ben Laden died were like, I want to see him drink from the skull. It's like, well, that will never happen. You're just going to have to trust that a man's dead. They don't have public confirmation of all the bodies, you fucking Yeah, they're weirdo. not going to show you that. I. But if I don't know, then how do I know? It's like, well, you don't. Life's, life's uncomfortable and not fair, so fuck you. Life's not fair. Right-wing John Hastings. Ooh, life's not fair. Some people have to drink the yeah, dick water. Yeah, that's you, not me. I'm fucking cool. Opposite day. So, John, yes, you'll be happy to know in 2009... Pierre Carlulet tapped Kevin Nash via armbar at an indie show. So, he got that win, baby. One and one. I'll pay for number three. The match happens every fucking 14 or 15 years. I'm in shock. You're in someone's cock. John, what's your favorite thing about the Quebecis? It's a bunch of things, but I think it's going to be the amount of times Jacques Rougeau is retired. I love it so fucking much. Because? He's the, he's the Terry Funk of Canada. Also, the armbar win of Carl Ule from the 2009 indie show, that's pretty fun as well against Kevin Nash. Fat Carl Ule's so wrestling. There's a lot of fun stuff. This is a fun episode because it's not dark. They're just classic carnival trash fucks. So it's just like, yeah, of course, they're pieces of shit. I mean, PCO has turned himself into a pretty like lovable character wherein essentially he's had a second career after being this weird quasi jobber with a bad reputation in the- uh, yeah but it's still better it's still better the amount of times Jacques, Jacques Rougeau you could if you count the fabulous Rougeau brothers breaking up and Raymond Rougeau becoming one of the weirdest backstage interviews ever in the history of the WWF as his first retirement he's retired almost as many times as Terry Funk well he does those things where it's like I retire and then he's just like but now I've got some money and I just want to sell out Montreal. He should really say, I don't know why people have to say retired. He should just be like, I'm going to wrestle once a year now. Because if you just sell, I'm going to wrestle once a year now, then people are like, I'll watch that. That's fucking realistic. Also, I'll watch Jacques Rougeau casually saunter around a ring while another guy does all the work. I want to know I want to know that they're tired in that ring. I want them to be ship shape. Yeah. Goddamn right. But that's my favorite thing about the Quebecers is the, uh, I mean, actually, I'm going to say this. My favorite thing about the Quebecers was their cannonball finishing move. I think wow. An actual wrestling-related favorite thing. I think it's the first time in the history of the program. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they had a great finishing move. No, we've done that a lot. We do that a lot for, like, Kurt Angle no, and all you that have, shit. you have, not me. We haven't done it lately because they're like, oh, okay, good. 
<laughs> but the, the cannonball finishing move was great. And it was the golden age of finishing moves for tag teams. Every tag team in the Love early it. 90s they had still a finishing should. move, and they were all fucking Our cool. They should have one where they like double punch someone and then go, ah. The New Day should have a finishing move where they just go, listen, we're pretending to be gay black guys. <laughs> the, that's the whole thing, though. Like, they don't have enough double team finishers nowadays. The Revival have a cool one, but it's combined with, like, it, this kind of makes sense. The Revival's finishing move is essentially a 3D code breaker, and the code breaker itself doesn't make any sense. And I don't know why everyone's just accepted the code breaker being this awesome move when it makes no sense. That's the thing that wrestling had in the 90s. It's like, yeah, they would do these stupid moves, but you couldn't really sit there and say, if if I just sat there and let someone vault themselves onto my chest, of course it's going to fucking hurt. But now every move is like the same kind of idea as a Russian leg sweep, which is like, we both fall down, but I just made you fall down harder. That's why you're completely unconscious and I'm standing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so the cannonball finishing move made sense perfect for that type of tag team because it doesn't look very cool but it does hurt and you would incapacitate someone uh meaning baby girl it's effective and the worst thing i think about the quebecers is, is undoubtedly the fact that they just wanted to win every time they were even close to french people um i'm gonna say the worst thing about it is that um carl lule is missing an eye and they just had him have a glass eye when he's in the Quebecers. And then he wanted to incorporate that disability into any other run he had. But they were always like, no, it's weird. <laughs> I like that. I love that. I love that look, too. I think that one-eyed people or one-eyed wrestlers is Oh, a my God. Thing. It looks fucking great. There's an eye patch taped to their head. It looks fucking intimidating as fuck. I love it. It makes me go... <laughs> Yeah, man, he's fucking like Pierre Carlulet. How old is he right now? He is a fifty-one-year-old man, essentially just doing planches. Yeah, he's a fifty-one-year-old man who does a plancha, and every time he lands it, he just goes, "I'm better than Nash." It's like, "Ow, stab me! I want to be over." Yeah. What's the worst thing about the Quebecers for you? I just you? said it. Oh no, John! I'm trying to find out if he actually has no eye. It was in the research. That's where I got I mean, that from. Oh, Chavo. How did I miss that? All right, sweet. Well, maybe it did. Fucking nice. Let's fuck each other. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, John, do you have anything coming up? When are you in Australia? I'll be in Australia, end of March. Go to my website for all the dates. Ladies and gentlemen, go buy my album Come Baby on iTunes and be my friend. I love you. You're bad. I'm good. Well, I have more dates up uh, for my tour. I'm in this weekend. I'll be in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yuck, yucks. That's March 7th, 8th, and 9th. And then my mom's birthday the next weekend. And then Underground Comedy Club on March 23rd. And I'll be in Ottawa, yuck yucks, Mar the end of March, last weekend of March. I forget what those dates are. We'll be in Hamilton, Ontario on April 13th. That's a big theater. We're trying to sell it out. The Staircase Theater, Hamilton, Ontario, April 13th. I'll tell you more about that each week on the show. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Give yourselves a big round of applause for listening. If you can, message John Hastings some hate mail. Send him some child porn so he's technically please, seen it. Thank you very much for listening, Please don't do that last thing. That's, that's a crime that we'll be all involved in. Please don't do that. Okay, don't do that. No, wink, no, wink. no, no, no. Not the wink, wink. Not the wink, wink. Wink, wink. John wants to see a kid sting sting. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. It's John Hastings. I'm still here. Never do what Dylan says. He only eats marmalade that he's put his dick in first. Thank you very much. Have a good day.